0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Joining me right now, he writes for the Wall Street Journal and had a really good article uh, a couple, about uh, a couple weeks ago about the NFL testing protocols that, um, that were put in place that the players and the owners were able to agree to. Andrew Beaton joining me right now on CBS Sports Radio. Andrew, great to have you on the show. How are you?
1: I'm good. You know, it's a, a strange time, like you're saying. Usually right now we're thinking Hall of Fame game, really starting to settle into the groove of the preseason calendar, and it looks a lot different in 2020.
2: It does. So what do you think in general? We'll dig into some more specifics here, but just so far from what we know with between the the, the testing that's, that's going to go on, has gone on already, and the ramp-up period that they've created. What, in general, do you think of the NFL's plans to keep the players safe, to keep them healthy, and keep the season intact?
1: Well, basically, they're doing everything they can, which is they're starting out with daily testing. They're trying to enforce all sorts of social distancing protocols. You've seen coaches wearing uh, those protective shields. I mean, you're really seeing everything. The question is, even if you throw everything all of this at it will it work and we still just don't know because you can look at the NFL and say what's gonna stop this league from looking so different than what the start the major league baseball season has looked like which is teams stopping and starting which has had outbreaks on the Marlins and the Cardinals and so yes there are differences but at the end of the day A lot of this can come down to, does one guy get this, and then all of a sudden does it spread throughout one team, one organization? And that's just something that it's really difficult to know, and that's why you're seeing so many people from the coaches and the players on down saying this is really a group-wide responsibility because if one person goes out and goes to a party, if they go and don't social distance when they're not in the team facilities, it could ruin it for everyone.
2: How do you think it'll how do you think it'll play out with with players not only leaders from certain teams trying to hold say their position groups accountable and things like I've talked to some players who said that's how they think it's going to be the leaders in this different position rooms will be the guys who are responsible for monitoring this stuff but also you know there's a you know kind of a a hotline where guys can call in with stuff social media there's a lot of ways to keep guys accountable what do you think that'll look like? Do you think young players are going to take that into consideration, or do you think there's going to be – do you think guys going off the reservation is going to be a big, big problem for these teams? I mean,
1: the, the answer is we don't know until we get to, through, through a few weeks of this, and there's a lot of pressure, as you're saying, for all these players to behave. And, and to be clear, this isn't just the players. It is the coaches. It is the staffers. It is the people who change out the water bottles. This is really on everybody. And so I think the important thing to remember is that, yes, while all this pressure exists, at the same time, it really just takes one breakdown in it for all of this to crumble. Because one thing we know for certain about this virus is that it is remarkably contagious. It can spread like wildfire. And so if the re- if a staffer, a player, a coach, an executive, all of a sudden – if one of them, whether it is because they behave irresponsibly off the field and go to a party where things spread, or, you know, it could just happen at the grocery store if someone else at the grocery store isn't wearing a mask. So the question is, how long can it all hold up? And will the protocols that they're trying to enforce inside the building reduce the spread and prevent one player, one coach, one staffer from having Can that prevent it from spreading like wildfire throughout a team? Because the one thing... League executives say over and over is you can't eliminate the risk, you can only mitigate the risk. And so the question is, when one person has it, will everything they're doing with the testing and the social distance protocols, can that prevent it from spreading throughout an entire team when one person does inevitably get it? And you're seeing with the COVID IR list that players are getting it.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Andrew Beaton, Wall Street Journal, joining me, talking some of the COVID testing in the NFL and trying to get the season underway in September. Um, Andrew, I saw Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, had an article yesterday talking about the tweaking of some of the testing that the NFL announced they were going to do on Friday, including point of contact testing, where they feel like there's 97% accuracy where they can do the tests on site and they don't have to send those tests off to be evaluated somewhere else, and that could that could be a real game changer. What are your thoughts on the point of contact testing being a game changer?
1: Well, if you can have the rapid turnaround of tests, and the, and they're accurate, because those are two important things, you know, testing is only as valuable as it is accurate, but if you can start to have rapid turnaround on accurate tests, you can really... It's not difficult to understand how that would amp up the safety because if you're looking at the tests which have, say, a 24-hour turnaround, which is what the NFL and the players were counting on at the beginning, that that already leaves a gap in your system because that means someone can go to practice, take their test, go carry on throughout their business throughout the day, and then the next day is when they'd find out that they tested positive. So that means they could have encountered who knows how many people throughout the course of the day when they were already positive with the virus. So if you can start to have quick turnaround, accurate testing, all of a sudden that hole is patched over. And you can start to feel a lot more confident that even when one person has the virus, that they're so, that much less likely to spread it throughout an entire organization.
2: I'm in Houston, Texas, and I can tell you I've not been over to the building yet. I'm going there tomorrow because I'm covering the team during training camp, so I'm one of the handful of media members who's going to get COVID tested, so I'm I'm looking forward to just kind of being near the building. I know they won't let me in the bowels of the building, but I hear things about stuff that the Texans have done with, you know, the, the, some of the, 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 facial recognition software. So nobody's touching any door handles. And some of the pictures are remarkable at the inside of the building. It looks like a different place with all the sanitization and everything. And Bill O'Brien has said that he thinks a big factor in the teams that are going to be standing at the end of the year are going to be how they handle the coronavirus. They clearly look at it as a wrinkle in the prospects of your season. Do you buy that? Do you buy that being a big factor in which teams will be left at the end of the year?
1: Is it a guarantee? No, but is it a possibility? Yeah, because all of a sudden, if you have a few key players miss two weeks, that could be the difference between the eight and eight season and ten to six season. If your quarterback goes down, that could be the difference between a four and twelve season and a twelve and four season. Right?
0: Yeah. It's not
1: difficult to see how your success managing the virus could translate onto the field. But I think the one important thing that I always try to keep in mind is that while we're seeing all of these changes inside facilities and some of them that have spread on social media go to such length that you wonder, all right, what does this really do to prevent the spread of the virus? But I think the important thing to keep in mind is you can do all of these things. You can um, practice social distancing. You can institute uh, contactless doors. Go, you can tick through the entire list. But at the end of the day, football is incompatible with social distancing. When they are on the field with each other, it is a game that involves tackling. It is not a game that you can play while being staying six feet away from people. It doesn't work like that. That's not how football works. So the question is, how much can they keep everyone safe such that the risk on game day or when you're getting into full contact practices – is really limited because at the end of the day, that's something that won't be changed because they're not playing flag football.
2: Along those lines, I'm curious through the people that you talked to when you, when, when you wrote about this, you know, like we're seeing in baseball right now that the, the inability of pitchers arms to kind of adjust to what's been a weird off season and ramp up period has resulted in a lot of arm injuries, to where the arm injuries I think are every bit the concern as the coronavirus is right now to players. Just given the the I mean these arm injuries end seasons, some and careers. The coronavirus most of these guys get through within a matter of a couple of weeks. What are the concerns? Do you think about players in the NFL? There's no preseason games. There's no joint practices. To your point, there's going to be very little hitting going on. And they've already had a weird off season where they haven't been allowed in the building. What's the concern do you think of the forget about the virus for a second, just the physical toll of a very strange ramp up to this season?
1: Well the reason part of the reason why there is this extremely strange ramp up is to help reduce injuries because The players, for example, during their talks with the league pointed to the 2011 lockout, which is another time when you had players away from facilities for an abnormal length of time, and the following season, they saw an increase in injuries. And so one of the reasons why the players wanted this longer ramp-up was, in fact, because there's some research and some understanding behind the idea that if they have this more gradual ramp-up, then they can more gradually acclimate themselves to get back into the action instead of all of a sudden pretending like the last several months in this country have been normal and that they can start to practice and hit each other the same way. So the the idea was, all right, we have until week one to get everyone in shape. Let's use that time to actually get people in shape so that they can be healthy rather than saying, all right, you guys might not have been able to be in a gym at all for the last five months. Now go run out and start hitting each other.
2: Andrew Beaton, Wall Street Journal. Um, Last one before I let you go. Andrew, 67 players opt out for the season for various reasons. Some their own medical issues, many medical issues that people close to them have. Um, Are you surprised by the number 67 one way or the other? Does that come in a lot lower than you thought, a lot higher than you thought, or about where you thought it would come in?
1: I think it makes sense to me because at the end of the day, you start looking at these players and – they are facing the same question that you or I or anybody else with a job would have to face if they were told you have to come back to the office right now. And there's a lot of people who would say, I have a newborn child and child care could be an issue. Or they might say, my wife or my mother is high risk. They might look themselves in the mirror and say, I am at high risk of complications from the virus. And so these are people who have very real real-life concerns that extend beyond football. They're looking at their family members. They're looking at themselves. And, you know, there's a lot of reason to believe that football players in particular could be at high risk because of their size, because of other conditions such as asthma that players have. So it's not as if this is really coming out of nowhere. There's actually a lot of reason to believe that football players in particular might have more reason to say, you know, this could actually the virus isn't something that is just like the cold. This is actually something that could be really dangerous to me.
2: Andrew Beaton, Wall Street Journal on the NFL and testing protocols and getting the game on the field this fall. Andrew, really appreciate the time. Really good stuff. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Awesome. You too.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?